Welcome back, friends. Last Guy here. It's time for basically a podcast here. Still episode. We're doing Winter Falcon number four. This is coming out the day before Winter Falcon 5 comes out. Why? Why didn't it come sooner? Because I'm working every day. And, you know, podcast is a, is a hobby. Even if you want to treat it like a job, sometimes life just gets in the way. Let's just get into this. Winter Falcon 4, very enjoyable. The first two episodes felt more like a movie. These next two episodes have felt more like just TV show, really. There's better production value, but just feels more like a TV show. They're more transitional, and yeah, it's definitely because it is a TV show. Uh, in this thing, there weren't a lot of Easter eggs, so I'll only talk about the one that really I really care about as we get to it. I'm just going to go down the line and just say what was enjoyable about the movie. I mean, <laughs> about the show. Like I said that, I said it's like a TV show. I'm really just in seeing five. It's called The Whole World is Watching. And that just made me think, okay, this is going to be about John Walker then, because he's Captain America. It's going to be about the pressure on him. And we can see that he's pretty unhinged in this episode where he's just, he can feel the pressure and it's getting to him. And also just the name to it. It's a bit frustrating to see him devolve into this character, although it has to be this way if Sam and Bucky are going to get the shield back. But it's frustrating to see him become this person. Like, writing-wise, you knew this was the only, thing, the only path he could have. Or it would be interesting if he just was able to deal with it. But the pressure of being Captain America is just too much for him. And also him being like an alpha male is just too much for him. And so the whole world is watching him. And that title becomes very true at the end. And, uh, we'll see here. Uh, it's interesting to have him go this far because we see kind of like he's like a humble kind of guy at the start. At least you get a feeling he is. But he's not. And he's, he, he was, he was uh, like a football player in this high school or college or whatever. And just... He's led people and everything. And my big problem with Captain America is he's not a super soldier. Why does he only have one sidekick? I feel like he should have a team at all times. It makes more sense to me. Every instance with John Walker, there should be a team somewhere just within the vicinity of him. It shouldn't just be Battlestar. It could be him and Battlestar, but the team's nearby. That's what it should be. And since he is a soldier, since he is a captain, he's a team leader kind of guy, because... You've heard that he's led men into battle before. Where are his men? For some reason, he's trying to be Captain America, a super soldier, when he's not a super soldier. That is his big mistake from the beginning. Like, we see as a team eventually, at the start, because he has, like, a helicopter and everything going on there, and he's also able to get picked up, so it looks like he could have a team if he wanted, but no, he's trying to just be Captain America when he can't possibly be that guy. But going down the line from the episode... The start was really good. You got to see really good acting out of Sebastian Stan there and with uh, the actress for Io and my bad for not knowing her name. But you see that there's a connection between Bucky and Io that he does feel a lot of uh, gratefulness to Wakanda. And for Io, of course, she must feel very, very unhappy with Bucky. And we see that turn out later on. But at the starting point, we see her helping him get over his problems. Like Shuri helped him. Of course, T'Challa helped him. And Io helped him. Io helped him get over the code words. And that's a powerful moment. It's really well acted. And you see the first smile we've ever seen on Io's face in this entire, her entire time. Like she's happy to have helped him. So it's very much a betrayal to Wakandans. And so it's very much he just, he blows things with the Wakandans. He didn't give them a courtesy call or anything. They, they had to find out that he broke out Zemo uh, from, you know, the news or just their spies or whatever they got. Are they called J Dogs? Remember they're called right now. From their people, that uh, Zemo's been broken out by Bucky, and that of course is not really cool to them. And Bucky has to just convince her to let him try to try to do this thing. And they're like, "You got eight hours." Like, okay. 
After that, you have the talk about the powers of path to supremacy and talking about the Nazis and things like that. And this is, and also that there's never been another Steve Rogers. The interesting thing about this is later on we learn from Battlestar that they know what the Super Serum does. It makes you a stronger version of yourself. It just uh, it multiplies, amplifies yourself. Steve Rogers was chosen because he was a weak, just a physically weak guy who had a lot of willpower and was always interested in fighting for the little guy. He really cared about the little guy because he well he was a little guy, and also for fighting for what was right, fighting the bad guys, fighting the bullies. That's the kind of person he was. That's why you can see like his kind of a friendship with uh, Spider-Man a little bit, and that yeah, they're kind of similar in their in their feelings about things. Where if you got the power to do something, you should try to do something. Can't really just let the bullies do everything. And so that's why Steve Rogers was chosen. And you see the other version of that, which nobody has seen, is Red Skull. Only Captain America has seen Red Skull, so the rest of the world doesn't know that Red Skull is the is the extreme bad you can get from Super Serum. And because of that, all they know is Steve Rogers is, as far as you can go, good-wise. And so, the self, anyone who would take the Super Serum, is gonna believe they're a good enough person to match up to Captain America. So, John Walker is like, well, he's gotta live up to that whole thing. But with Carly and, and her friends, it's the whole thing is, they believe they're right. So, of course, taking Super Serum is gonna make them believe even more so that they're right. Maybe even that they were chosen by fate to do this thing. And so that's not great. So what is the path of supremacy? Like being a powered person, it, you think you've been chosen. Like you might think you've been chosen for this. So it makes you think that you're always going to be right. And so that is something that should be feared for sure. But Steve Rogers shows that you can be a good person. You can be a great person while having all this power. But not everyone's going to see it that way. Then you have Sam Time by this TT, which is really this like strong matriarch person in a family. That the TT was that for Sam, so you know it was a very big funeral thing going on. So that's why I figures they'll do the same thing for Danya. So they're looking for Danya, and they can't really make much progress. But this, despite things, Zemo's able to give candy to children as a stranger, which I guess they don't teach kids about taking candy from strangers with Turkish delight. And by the way, that looks like taffy. It doesn't look like Turkish delight at all. I've had Turkish delight. It's not bad. I like it. And then the weird thing is Sharon Carter. She's like, hey, could you just help us? Could you just still be in the show? And I feel like they're keeping her around so that maybe they'll do a reveal that she's Power Broker. She's got to be something, but I don't know what. She's either Power Broker or she might be planning to replace the Power Broker. Uh, if she's actually done to do a Power Play to replace the Power Broker, I think that'd be better. If she's just the Power Broker, that's not as interesting. Because it is such an obvious twist to make her the Power Broker. But if the twist is, this is the power broker, she kills him and she becomes a new power broker, that would at least subvert it a little bit, and I'd be fine with that. Because you can tell she's connected. She's doing something. Then you got, of course, the graveyard, and this is such a death flag. I didn't even realize it is, it is quite a bit of a death flag. Because the guy's like, my grandfather, you know, he fought World War II as a resistance guy. Uh, I'm a big fan of Captain America. Like, there's some death flags going on there, and she's thinking about making more super soldiers. And the thing is, if... if if you're scared of what you're doing, it means, you might, means you're right. I don't know if that's necessarily correct. Fear it means a lot of things. Fear tells you that something dangerous is coming up or something that won't be easy is coming up. It doesn't necessarily mean you're right. It just means difficulty's coming. Then you got the funeral and Sam's there. And of course, like you got Sam's there. Uh, John Walker's there. Battlestar, Zemo, and Bucky. And they're trying to give Sam like 10 minutes to try to talk to Carly. And this talk is pretty good. I like the talk here. Of course, at the funeral, you had, again, Carly doing another speech to a bunch of people about her beliefs and everything. The problem with Carly is, is, Orgus, this is correct. 
people complain that like it's not really clear what what she really wants or how she's going to do things. It's not very clear, and I think that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Her motivations aren't really clear or not very well thought out because she's making it up as she goes. She can only make it up as she goes because she stole the super uh, soldier serum. She's got the power broker hunting her. She's got all these other people hunting her. She can only come up with so much as she goes because they're constantly having to change places and make plans and just figure out what they're going to do. It makes sense she doesn't have a fully formed plan. She just has one big idea of escalation at a time. And that is, of course, the failure with things like this. And Because it's a very nebulous thing she wants. She wants to bring things back to how they were before the blip when everyone was connected because, well, half the population was gone. And... Sam talking to Carly is very much like, I agree with you, but I don't agree with the way you're doing it. Which is actually a line from Captain America with Flag Smasher. Captain America versus Flag Smasher, he says the same thing. I agree with you, Flag Smasher. I agree, it'd be great if we were all together, but I don't agree with the way you're doing it. So Sam is echoing comic book Captain America there. And yeah, like, violence can only go so far. And also just, yeah, millions of people probably do agree with Carly, but the problem is, how many millions is that? Because... What she wants is a return to how things were before everyone blipped back in, while everyone else is trying to return to how things were before the blip even happened at all. People like to go back to normalcy. People like to go back to status quo. It really is a natural thing about humanity is we prefer not to change if we could do it, which is unfortunate because we need to always evolve. And thankfully, people always try to evolve. Just not at large. You just see a lot of people just like to sit in the same place, which is unfortunate. It's very much a human nature thing. And so, no matter how many people she gets on her side, there's always going to be this majority, just not as violent. And that majority is going to look down on the violence she's done. And they toned down her kills. They toned it down to she injured 11 and killed 3. I don't know, that explosion looked pretty big to me. I don't know how only 3 died. I think they walked it back a bit to make her not as bad. And then, of course, John Walker butts in and they have this whole a little bit of fighting as she escapes and everything. And then Zemo gets away. Like, I like to show that Zemo is pretty crafty. He just figures out where she would be. Stops her, destroys all but one serum. Gets stopped before he can destroy the last one, which is unfortunate. So John Walker takes that. And you're like, well, you know he's going to take it. There's not even going to be a question of him not taking it. He's going to just take it. Question is when. And then, of course, there's the mention of the power broker as Carly gets away. And, and she's like, I'll deal with the power broker. And it's like, it's, it's very much like she's just making up as she goes. There's no other way around it. But like is the conversation between Sam and Zemo where Sam's like, no, I wouldn't take it. Just instantly says, I wouldn't take it. He doesn't need it to fight. He just won't take it. Then the door of Melange show up. And here's the key thing. Bucky's not really trying in this fight. It's a, I think it's a key thing here. It's First, it's Battlestar and Walker versus the door of Melange. And, and Walker does a bad job of de-escalating the situation. He does a very bad job of de-escalating the situation. And we can see he's getting more unhinged as the episode goes. Because he's really frustrated with everything and just the pressure on him. And it's not going well for him. Honestly... If he really was utilizing a team, he would do much better, because a team could really scope things out and figure things out for him. Instead, it's not going that way. And so they have a fight. Bucky doesn't butt in until Io goes for the kill stab on John. That's a key thing. And really, I think Bucky's not really trying in that fight. He's just being very defensive. He's not really doing much. He's just trying to... I assume he's just trying to fight Io until she calms down. Whereas Sam has to stop another Dora Milaje from killing Battlestar. So it's the same situation for him, too. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stops her, and then it's him trying to fight Adora Milaje, which is not a fight he's going to win. Like, unless anyone in this fight is being really serious with Adora Milaje, Adora Milaje is going to kill everybody. I think only only Winter Soldier stands a chance because he does have the arm and he actually has, like, killing ability compared to everyone else. 
but he's not giving his heart on this because he's not trying to, you know, fight his friend. He's just trying to back her off. And Zemo, of course, checks out during this. Bucky loses his arm. And this is a lot of things people are talking about with the Wakandans and Bucky going on here. Is There's a lot of things. One is Bucky's side of things. Bucky, of course, feels... He should feel shame and he should feel uh, really... Fr uh, not frustrated, but just disappointed because they have a failsafe in his arm. They didn't trust him to not have a failsafe. And they disarm him. And so he should feel shame because he they feel betrayed by him and that they had to use it on him. But he also should feel... I don't know if betrayal is the right word, but just they didn't trust him to not have a failsafe in that arm. So that hurts as well. Because his whole thing is just he just wants to be a trustworthy person. And he doesn't feel trustworthy with them doing that. And Ayo says, Bast, damn you. Bast is... Or as some would pronounce it, Bastet is the cat god in Egypt, so they're the ones who gave Black Panther his power. So that is probably the most aggressive curse she could say towards him. So really feel bad for Bucky there. But Bucky is understandably in the doghouse with the Wakandans. And I hope there's more here. I hope that's not it for the Wakandans. They probably won't. They're, they gotta show up again because of Zemo. But I really hope there's more. There has to be more because Zemo's still out there. Ayo's still going to be out there. And I would like some way he's just trying to apologize and maybe get forgiven or something. That can't be it for Bucky and the Wakandans. If that's it, that's not great. There should be more there. And I hope there will be more there. Because they have a complicated relationship and it should still be a relationship. I don't want it to be that's the end of it. Because it's a very interesting one having Bucky and them. Because they helped him. And you can't just cut it off there. That'd be unfortunate for writing and just for storytelling. They almost lose the shield, though. They didn't. They don't even go for the arm, which I find interesting. But they almost lose the shield because one of the Doral Maj is like, all right, we got the shield back. And Ayo says, leave it. And I feel like because Ayo didn't take the arm or the shield, it's Ayo giving them a chance to redeem themselves. I really feel that. Because if Ayo felt like they didn't deserve those things and just... Like, if she felt like there was no, no redemption in those characters, redemption... She would just take the arm and the shield. She could have just done that. Ayo has that power, but she doesn't. So they leave, and John is frustrated with uh, not even losing the super soldiers, just losing regular people, which is dumb. He is a regular person. He's not a super soldier. Why is he frustrated losing to regular people? A regular human can take on a regular human uh, given a situation, anytime. Like, maybe he could have beat the Dora Milaje in a different kind of situation, but he lost this fight and it's very emasculating. And you get it. He's the alpha dog. He's supposed to be the the head guy. And he's not. He got beat. He's not winning any situations. He just keeps losing. Dude's on tilt. And so he's very frustrated. Some people see that there might be a little more to it. Like, uh, more to it. Like, not just has he been emasculated. Like, it's not just women, but it's also black women. And I don't want to take it that far. Like, I don't want to... Like, there's also... There's always a racial bend or a tint you can say to some things. Because there has to be. But I don't think that was a thing. I think anyone could have beaten Cap at this point. John Walker at this point, and he'd be really frustrated. I don't think it was just because it was Black Woman, because these ladies are badass. I, if I get my ass beat by one of these ladies, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't going to win that fight. <laughs> there was no way I was going to win that fight. And then, of course, you got some Fallout, and you got uh, John and Battlestar talking. And John's just trying to find a reason to justify him taking the serum. And Battlestar's conversation like I think I said earlier, shows that they know that you become more of yourself. You're amplified. It amplifies who you are. It amplifies your strength, but also it amplifies your weaknesses. And Battlestar recognizes it. He's like, yeah, I'd take it. And John's like, oh, okay. And then he considers taking it. And you know by that point he's going to take it. It's, it is interesting that Sam wouldn't take it. 
And of course, that Bucky has a version of him. And that's an interesting question for any person. Would you take the super soldier serum? And it's a question of just, well, are you the right person for the job and things like that. Poor Sam's sister, she's used for plot devices. Once again, it's just a conversation on the phone using her as a plot device. Very unfortunate. But Carly, of course, threatens the sister. That's to get Sam's attention. That's unfortunate. I think she could have gotten Sam's attention without even threatening Carly. I mean, without even threatening his sister. I forget her name right now. Sam and Carly talk again a little bit. And they're not able to convince her again. Unfortunately, because Walker shows up. And this is a weird situation. So when they realize Walker's in the area, Carly, of course, wants to kill Captain America. Uh, Sam and Bucky want to protect Captain America. So what happens? Sam and Bucky leave to go protect Captain America, and she's going to leave to go try to kill Captain America. But they have a quick interaction where they fight for a moment. She attacks Bucky, and then also, and then Sam comes in and kicks her away, and then they run off. They don't try to capture her at all. They have a moment, they have a chance to capture 2v1, but they don't, because they feel like reasoning with her is still the better answer here, not arresting her. Because I guess if they capture Carly then it leaves this, the, fa- the Flag Smashers without a leader, and they can do a bunch of trouble on their own without their leader, because now they're leaderless, so they don't have probably unified vision on what to do. Yeah, which could be a problem. Like, if you take out the leadership, it could cause a bunch of splinter cells and cause a bunch of trouble there. As long as it's just her, and if they can talk her down, she could convince all of them to go down. So I guess that's why they don't capture her there? But it does look really weird, that situation. So we get a bunch of action, Battlestar gets captured, and... Cat, like, John Walker throws a shield and gets embedded in the wall like, oh, damn, hey, all right, he can throw a shield pretty hard. Forgetting that obviously he took the serum by this point. That's the one problem. Like, forgetting that obviously he took it. Battlestar getting captured is important, and you feel like maybe he's going to die here kind of thing. But you know that they want Cap, not him, so he's, like, he's just been captured. And, like, the way the camera was shot and everything with the shower, it made me think there was going to be gas in the shower, and I know other people thought that too. They thought that's how he was going to die. But instead, it's... He stops the knife attack, and I like how John Walker's like, what's with all the knives? (laughs) Battlestar, of course, saves Cap from the knife stab, and he gets punched into into a pole and dies from it. And I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. They did the obvious kill. They fridged a Battlestar. So what is fridging? Fridging is when you kill a minor character, or a character exists specifically to die to progress a a major character's uh, uh, arc. So the core of fridging is killing a minor character to push the arc of a major character. That's the core of it. Some people took it as a racial thing where you're killing a minority to, to push a white guy's arc. It's not always that. I feel like there can be another phrase for that because the original Fridge was uh, Green Lantern's wife was fridged. What happened? She was murdered and she was stuffed into a fridge and he had to find her in the fridge. And that was very unfortunate because that was all she was. She was just this person to get killed and put in the fridge. Well, Battlestar really was, that's all it was. He was, the only thing keeping Captain America kind of grounded was Battlestar. And they've taken that away from him. Originally, what I was thinking as this was going is I figured, well, Captain America, John Walker is going to go bad for whatever reason. And I figured Battlestar would be along for the ride with that. Like he would try to keep him on straight and narrow, but uh, failing that, he would just ride with him because he believes in John Walker, as he says before. I thought Carly was going to lose all of her allies, all of the other Flag Smashers, so she would become the Flag Smasher. Instead, it's the other way around. Cap loses his guy, so now he's this darker Captain America, while Carly's still got plenty of her people. She may still lose a bunch of her people to the Power Broker or something and become the Flag Smasher. I didn't expect Battlestar to die because it was the obvious thing to do. I swear to God, anytime there's a black man, expect him to die. That's usually what happens, and I'm really 
disappointed they went that route. Obvious things are not the best when they're too obvious. Like, like he was obviously there to be killed, so I figured he wasn't going to die because there's no way that we're going to do that. And they did it anyway. Like, all right. Of course, it sets off Cap. He goes and kills a guy in public. Now, I'm sure the GRC are okay with Captain America killing people. Just don't do it publicly. And that's the problem. He did it publicly. And that's where it ends. I think the acting from everyone in general is really good. I don't think anyone was really weak in their acting. Uh, I really like the starting scene uh, with Bucky. That was really well acted there. Like, it's a very emotional scene. I think they did a very good job with the, with the, with the music, with the cinematography. All that was very good. The flashbacks, it was just all very well done. They did a great job there. The action scenes have been pretty entertaining. They've been pretty good. I think Carly's a thing of contention for a lot of people because they feel like she doesn't really have a plan. And I just think that's that's on purpose. I think that really is it. The weakest stuff, I think, is to just keep pigeonholing the power broker a little bit in here. And, like, Dark Captain America, very much him going unhinged, was very... Definitely, you see that coming. And he did need a catalyst to kill somebody, and it, it ends up being losing Battlestar. I guess the writing just had to go there. It, they couldn't think of another way to get to that point where he has to kill someone in public. But I just... It's a bit... I don't know, it's a bit predictable, and it's unfortunate. But sometimes a predictable thing has to happen to progress the story. So there's a back and a forth on that. Overall, it's a good episode. And I'm very interested in seeing the next episode. And of course, the one after that. I think there's only going to be six or seven episodes, I think. Let us double check really quick. And then that'll be it for this episode. How many episodes will there be? Six. All right, so we got two more to go. All right. It was $150 million making this? Damn. By the way, you saw the Loki trailer. I'm interested in that. I didn't give a crap about Loki until Loki trailer. And I'm like, okay, now I'm interested again. All right. Key thing to remember about Loki, though, is this is Loki after Avengers, which means he has none of the character growth from 2 and 3. None of the character growth, so that's unfortunate. All right, so that's it. I had fun talking. Hope you had fun listening, and that's what's all present, having fun. Thanks for coming by, and see you next time.